0: Your guys sound fantastic, wonderful. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this, Perilla. Incredible to speak to you. Uh, let's start simply, and we'll go around the room. We'll effectively start on my screen with James. We're going to do James, Danny, and Adam. And I'd love to get you input on pretty much every question if you've got something to say. And the first one certainly should be the case. So starting with you, James. Uh, how's your day going so far?
1: Yeah, really, really good. Weather's obviously good at. Um... At the moment as well, which is always a, always a bonus. So, yeah, yeah, all good.
0: Danny?
2: Yeah, all good. Yeah, good as it can be in this heat. At least I'm fucking sleep now. Oh, I can't swear, <laughs> can't I? Of course. Yeah, cool, cool. Just double checking that.
0: Yeah, yeah, no worries. How about you, Adam?
3: Marvellous day. Lost my sunglasses last week, and they were found today. So
0: that's that saved me a couple of hundred quid. Fantastic. That is always a good thing okay then six months into the year well over six months into 2023 it's already flown by incredibly quick um it's easy to kind of forget as well with perilla that you've only really been around since 2018 so it's not like we've got too many years under your belt as well but so far 2023 starting with you again james how's it been treating you both personally and the band in general uh
1: so i mean personally it's it's been a a good year kind of because of the band ultimately because uh I, I Danny's going to have to nod I, I think I joined early 2023 or was it just at the no, end we, you, we actually you, did you, our first gigs sort of you, this you year, joined us
2: we? in 2022 and you were way way easier to find than than I was dreading
0: <laughs>
2: so right so just for context but, sake but, just, yeah, because, please, just because of the way you've structured this because James and Adam are really new. Mm-hmm. And I feel this it's a really poor, book, poor order of doing this. But um, so um, our previous drummer left for personal reasons. So we're like, crap, okay, we need to find a drummer. They are the worst people to try and find. But luck has had it We knew someone who knew James and managed to coax James into trying out and here we are. Whereas Adam, yeah. Uh Adam was a temp. And then after a while we we're like, hey, Adam, Adam, you wanna join? It'd be really cool if you joined. Nuts, 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 nuts. Come, on, come on, come on, join us. Um, so I thought, as you said, we are a fairly young band. And I also like to consider like COVID being like 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 a gap year almost because couple was, of years yeah yeah so i feel like really we're only like a two three year old band i'd like speaking like uh yeah just like time-wise that that's kind of what makes sense to me i'm like oh god it's been almost five years
1: hmm. but yeah i think um yeah, like I, I personally, this year has <laughs> been has been good because like in in the year and a little bit that I've been with Perilla, we've we've already we're already playing venues that I've wanted to play and and had like had played before and enjoyed. Um, mm. And um, yeah, we're we're more active than my previous bands, and I'm enjoying to getting out there and and and, uh, and and playing a lot more live shows. So yeah, I'm I'm having a good year.
0: OK, that's good. Right. Considering what you did tell me, though, Danny, we'll change the structure and every question. We're going to start with you uh, and I'm going to reverse the around this way. But sticking with you for a second, James, I do want to ask you and you know, follow up on something there. Uh, what was the appeal? Why did you want to be part of Perilla?
1: So I I'd previously play. Um, I played in rock bands. I played in hardcore bands. I played in post rock bands hmm. um, and I've pro- I I played a lot of post rock and I thought it's probably about time that um, I played in a band that had a singer again. <laughs> like it'd been a while. Um, I I heard that they were after a drummer. Um, I listened to the tracks and I liked um, the industrial edge. I'd never done that before. And I I thought that there was a lot that I could do to, and a lot that I could bring to the table of, of that kind of music. Beforehand, I'd been... So post-rock is almost almost like jazz in, in terms of you, you, you're you kind of reading each other a little bit and, and you're not entirely sure when things are going to go off. So to go back to um, a, a verse chorus, well, what I thought would be a simple structure, but the last one isn't, um, to go to a, a more simplistic, like this is a song, it has a hook, it has these genuine parts that are good and need to be played in this order... Um, As like, I, I like this challenge um, and I like this style of music, let's just do something that's the opposite of what before. And yeah, Perilla were quite clearly the answer for that.
0: Well, it's incredible. All right, jumping to you then, Adam. Um, same question, starting focusing on twenty twenty three uh, from a personal perspective and how you see it in Perilla, but also what made you want to be part of the experience.
3: Okay, um, twenty twenty three has been busy um outside of perilla i've got my own solo stuff that i do kind of instrumental prog rock prog metal that sort of thing and that i've just been chipping away with for years and that's hard work that's really really hard work kind of writing recording playing and i still do it live and it's just so much hard work and mm. um i want I, I was in the middle of kind of looking for something a bit more not necessarily relaxed but less intense <laughs> less intense than trying to do all this stuff by myself. And I had a phone call from Danny basically explaining the situation with the guitarist. And it was, uh, maybe it it might be right for me. I don't, I don't quite know. So I agreed to do the temp thing. Uh, did a few couple of shows with that and it was, you know what? This is good fun. I like this. I, I I'm digging it. So that then kind of fueled the, well, screw it. Let's, let's go full time. Let's do this.
0: Love it. It's so simple. It's just straightforward. And enjoying enjoying what you're doing, and yeah, so it's going to work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, Danny. Um, then to you, uh, 2023 and Perilla. The are you satisfied with how the year's been treating you so far?
2: Yeah, I think one. I I, I know it sounds really really bad, but one thing I'm really grateful for from like the whole COVID thing is you know everyone got to stay home, uh, everyone got to like not socialize and whatnot. Some you know for some people it's great for some people it not so on but I've used a lot of that time to learn more about duction and so on and I think like that's something that's translating more and more into Perilla as years have gone by funnily enough with Adam it's very full circle because Adam originally when I was very very first looking for a guitarist when I was starting this little project. Adam was interested. I went to go see him live with another band he was in. And I was like, this guy's really good. Hmm. He's going to be bored. <laughs> he's going to be bored <laughs> off his nut. And I said to him straight on, there's like, uh, Adam, I think you'll be bored in my band. And he's like, okay, fair enough. A few years later, Friday's like, actually, this is rad. Like, I need, like, Adam needs to be in this band. <laughs> like, this is cool. I- like that that's a really cool like moment and so on so that's been really cool we've also um yeah no this year has been really great because we've as you as you know and as you've heard and may have watched we have a new single coming out on the first of july called libido isolation which james gave me a very good uh a question of what does it mean because you know the only one ever knows what the songs mean is a singer it's mm. so, like okay um no, that's what I thought it meant, James, but good try. Very good try. And, um, yeah, no, we've managed to do a lot more. There's a, there's a lot that we've kind of learned over the last two years. And a lot of it has been like, okay, we've done this. Uh, okay, let's do it again. So I won't divulge too much on that until maybe a later point. But it's it's all... In the name of progress, really. Yeah, it's the last six months have been
0: great, and that's fantastic to hear. But the next six months and so on are just hopefully going to be equally as great.
2: They're Not going better. to be amazing, as, as I like to put it.
0: Well, you have mentioned that we are a few days out from the release of the new single, Libido Isolation. July 1st, this one is out alongside the video. So talk to me about the single. And uh, you can all take this if you want or offer your thoughts on it. And basically, I want to get an idea of your vision, what the vision looked like for this track.
2: Right, so... um, The idea of the track was... We we wanted to talk... Like a lot of the EP, we wanted to go back more to like 90, like the 90s style of music. Mm-hmm. So, like all the stuff that we like, like Corn, Nine Inch Nails, Static X, and throwing a bunch of other things on top of it as well. Um, there's the song's gone through a lot of different iterations in like since we last released a record. And we, we had. Pre- Pretty much everything recorded. We were quite lucky that we decided, okay, we're we going to record drums last because then we had the drummer changeover and we're like, "Hey, James, James, you got you got a chance to record this." Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we can have your we can have your input. Unfortunately, by that time, Adam wasn't able to input guitars as of yet, but everything else, Adam's gonna have his his greedy little. The guitarist's fingers over it. Yeah, yeah. I also noticed half of us have like cat shirts on. You've got... was it? The cat... Is it... The Mogfather. Father? Mogfather.
0: Oh, goodness me. (laughs) This
3: this is a very appropriate T-shirt (laughs) because as soon as I got home from work, my cat was just sat by the door asking to go out in the garden, let him out, came upstairs to get ready for this, and then he was just sat at the bottom of the stairs meowing his head off. I went downstairs... And he just zoomed outside and wanted me to follow. We went through this motion about three times before I got fed up and just locked him in again. So he has achieved nothing. (laughs) Very Uh, appropriate.
2: Yeah, so this was my round, so it's James's, I think. Um,
0: Well, I want to ask James, considering you came and did drums and played drums for this specific track, was there anything you found particularly challenging about it? Was it quite a joyful experience for you? So
1: um, we recorded several tracks at the same time. So I think the original intention Daniel can just not uh, was was for it all to be an EP. Mm. Um, and instead, we, we've gone for this idea of uh, separate releases. So, so again, for me, it, I I could take a a different approach to, to uh, how I would normally do it. Um, i was able to just um, fire up is essentially the way the way that we were working, I was just get I was getting given uh, the stems and I could just look at and go right okay how do I think this should go um and then one day I'd record a whole lot and I was using a a midi kit and just sort of going right okay this is this works for this bit and I I could change a few feels around um and anything I wasn't happy with I'd try and forget and come back the next day or the next week and re-record and kind of go oh okay maybe it's supposed to be this group so not knowing the band and um particularly well at this point, I think I'd met you twice in person, maybe. I'm not entirely sure. Um yeah. I was kind of sending I was sending um I was I was sending them the tracks going, is is this how you think this should work? Is this supposed to be uh, a, a quiet bit over uh, over this bit or, and and vice uh, all, all that kind of stuff and also like do you like do you like, like tones because like <laughs> this bit sounds like tones or 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 does it need to be more flash or like how how do you want it so so having these ideas of of like actually where and and Danny said sort of nineties style which uh, I, I'm quite familiar with but it's um it's kind of like, okay, so that's fine, but then where in, in that ether am I supposed to have this? So so being able to just throw the drums back at them um, and then between Danny and Chris, who I don't think could be with us today, uh, they sort of sorted out, well, actually we like this part and this part and they could then just tell me like, this is how the drums ought to go. Like, okay, I'll do that. Um, and then come back and then just do a live, live elements recording after that. So I, I wasn't wasting time throwing ideas um, in, on a live kit for them to then say, no, that doesn't really work. We're able to kind of concentrate a lot more on, you know, they can produce the sound of the kick and the snare to go with exactly what their vision is of, of the record. And I can just add the bits that are um, essential to the kind of, the, the live feel of a a real drum kit rather than a, a bit of a... Yeah. Uh, bit of midi drums. So I, I think um I think it was a good kind of like step in. Um so I, I kind of doing sort of almost half the job because the other half was just me in, inputting it. But I think it kind of it it sort of is is trying to get the right crossover between um electronic music and um and sort of uh yeah live music and, and I think that's where the, the drums have really kind of played a part with this release.
0: It's always a fascinating balance uh, to try and make sure you walk that line really, really like carefully, but also well, at least up to this point um, in particular. Adam, although obviously not involved in the guitar parts for the song, how have you found playing it? Have you found it quite comfortable? Is it something you quite enjoy? Do you find it challenging? Uh,
3: It's been very comfortable playing this stuff, actually. Um, uh, The song itself... Uh, didn't take too long to crack but kind of uh, obviously I haven't been able to put my own touch on the Mm. single release but certainly the live release there's two things which um, I've done to it just to add my own little flair to it and um, no it's there's lots of scope I found playing with Perilla for that experimentation there's bits where I'll kind of tag along with what James is doing. There's um, the outro of one song in particular. I really like the synchronization that we have just to really make it hit a bit harder. Um, And no, the libido isolation is another one where I get to throw that creative flair in. And yeah, no, it's great fun playing that one.
0: So I have read um, the, call it a story if you want the meaning or the thought process behind uh, the inspiration in this track. But uh, elaborate if you will and whoever wants to have a go on this in, in specifically what you're trying to get across here and do you take? did you take inspiration personally or from the wider fields, things that you'd seen or heard?
2: Right, since I'm the only one who tends to write lyrics and everyone criticises them, oh. um, I feel like <laughs> I might be the best authority <laughs> here. So, yeah. uh, with this particular song, it's what I try and do is I try and mix personal experience and overall experience so like okay yeah this is what it means to me but it can also mean something else for someone different who's listening to this song like one of james's friends as he's already explained to me mm. so uh the general bible of the song is about say okay you've split with someone and you have that uh you have that receiving feeling of thinking of them with someone else Mm -hmm. and you've got that sick feeling of like, Oh, that's horrible. It's like, and you're just over obsessing over it. Like you're not doing anything. You're not being, um, you're not doing anything good for yourself. All you're doing is just shitting on your own mental health. Yeah. And I find that that's something that a lot of people can relate to at least one time in their life. So I thought that'd be a great sort of part to, um, part to sort of explore overall, I found so that that's mainly what the verses are about. Whereas the chorus is is almost like, fuck it, do whatever you want. Um, uh, and that's it, really. And then getting back to like, oh, oh god, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so someone's, you know, probably getting, you know, oh, my ex is getting drilled somewhere while I'm crying somewhere. <laughs> And making it sound a lot sadder than it actually is.
0: No, no, no. It's just it was an aspect when uh, it, it, when you're listening to it, you can get vibes, obviously, um, but you may not fully understand it until you read it and then you want to kind of hear about it and then kind of follow along with that. And I do think you're right. I do think it's one of those that the majority of people can relate to at some point in their life, be it from their youth or older age and so on, haven't had it, like experienced it in some way or another. So I think it does come through. So, I, I picked up on something earlier when you said, and I guess I'm hoping you can kind of correct me, but we, are we no longer looking at Femme Fatale 2 in an EP release? Are we now doing this as single releases only?
2: Right. Should I answer that, guys? Please. Right. Okay, so I'm, <laughs> I'm the guy who makes all these big plans, mm. and I overshoot massively. So, admittedly, what I tried to do is I wanted the EP to be done in March. Clearly hasn't oh, happened. Yeah, I wanted a short film to go along with that. So the problem with the short film was, um, as you can imagine, small band, little to no budget, ergo mm. no monetary value to offer to people to be invested. So people who were supposed to be working with us doing it, uh, cancelled like last minute and so on. And to be fair, it would have only been like a few days filming, but it wasn't gonna be coherent, it wasn't gonna be as good. And I wanted our audience to get something of quality and substance. So what we did was we sat back and thought, okay, um, what can we do? What you know, what what are the strongest songs that we have and so forth. So again, we've had two lineup changes. There's gonna be changes of opinion, uh wanting to work and so on. So what we decided was, okay, what if we release singles so we can focus yeah. on one song at a time rather than, oh, now we have to work on these six songs in this tiny constraint. The problem with that is, uh, considering that we don't do it full time, we'd love to. That'd be absolutely yeah. amazing, but that's not the reality at the moment. Hence, at the moment. Hey, but... um. So it's easy for us to focus on a single and release that, and we also want to do music videos for every song, because end of the day, small bands, we release a series of songs. Who's going to care about that series of songs? No one. And I want to be able to treat every song as a single. Mm. So, um, we might come to the pro. So we've had five, six songs, James, for the EP. I'm trying to remember now.
1: I want to say six.
2: Let's say six. Six is a good number. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we had six songs. Um, so the plan is to eventually release it as an EP. Right. So release the singles. We might even change our mind on one of the songs. Like, okay, now listening back to it, this might not be the best representation. This is more of a filler song, and mm. you know, yeah fillers can be okay, and they can be good, but I'd rather... So, instead of... Instead of ma- focusing on making something like Sep eternal I want us to focus on making Depeche Mode's Violator instead, <laughs> which is just banger after banger after banger after banger. Not that Sep eternal is a bad record, but there's a few songs that are like, eh, no one, not even the fans <laughs> are really too fussed about it. So... I find that approach works for us, and what we've done, so as James already mentioned, or hinted to at least, we've recorded most of the EP already. Mm. But looking back on it now, and having Adam in the band as too, so there's a few recording mistakes I've made. I know I've all totally pointed it out to myself, 100% me, and there's little changes that we want to make. So we thought, okay, we'll start from scratch. We've got the sims. We've got everything else. Let's just redo it.
0: You see, this is this is an
2: opportunity.
0: Obviously, with uh, the change of lineup and now um, having a more secure and um, secure base and group, it feels like this call it a rebirth, restart if you want. But this is an opportunity to really like build and focus of doing these individual songs I'm going to presume and correct me if I'm wrong both James and Adam that you're very supportive of this let's focus on a single push that to the moon for a couple of months then do the next one and so on
1: yeah Adam do you want to because I know where that I've sworn to you <laughs> Have you got anything? Yeah, the the new guy hasn't got masses to say here. Um, No,
3: no, no. I'm all for it, absolutely. I think especially considering the position we're in where, as we said, we've had lineup changes and we kind of just need to establish what we are, what our sound is, get everything, uh, just get everything in place, line up all the cards. And then once that is done with these singles, we can then plough all of the creative efforts into one. And come up with a absolutely stellar next part.
2: And I think the the one of the biggest advantages we have as a as a collective, going the cult, um, I find, uh, one of the best things that we have is everyone in the band has so many different elements that they can work on and are so good at doing. So, as an example, James surprised us the other day with a lighting rig like he's built a full-on lighting rig to go with our shows and it and it goes totally with the backing tracks everything and it looks absolutely shit off adam's uh, adam's made the guitar sound massive with how how he approaches his tone and how he plays and everything whereas chris uh he does some of the produ- actually james does some of the production as well um Adam is still sort of finding his footing a little bit more because he's new and more focused mm-hmm. on guitar at the moment. But slowly but surely, there's more and more. Whereas with Chris, our bassist, he couldn't be here today. Yeah. Um, helps with it, like, uh, the production, uh, photography, and there's me. I'm focusing more and more on production these days, doing more. Uh, yeah, specializing like mastering, and now doing more and more mixing and so on. And so on. I'm down this little rabbit hole. So everything that we're doing is, I'd say, about 90% self-sufficient. Yeah. So we're we're in that position where we can be like, ah, I don't like the guitars, let's re-record it. I didn't like the drums. Let's re-... We, we can re-record these things, and it's going to sound stellar because we know what we're doing.
1: Yeah, it's I, I think like, we've all between the four of us as we currently exist we all seem to have complementary skills so if one person is let's say like very good at something like like chris is like he's he's a semi-professional
2: photographer i think on the side i, I, um, think, I think technically he's a professional photographer. if you're, if you're photographer. taking photos of an things i think you, te- you technically yeah. count as a professional
1: so so yeah if we've all got we've all got these one skills and then so for instance when when chris has got an idea of how he wants us to to look visually um here he'll, he'll create that idea evidently involves light and then someone when when chris is in shots takes to take the photo and then that's danny and it's um I, i've got some knowledge of photoshop so i can take a step back and sort of um a, a, a kind of post-production in terms of images i i I feel like I'm the one that's sort of a bit nitpicky about it. Goes, oh, actually, like maybe that should mm. be up here or down there. When, when we're talking about poster design, yes, that happens quite frequently. Um, Sorry, so I'm just laughing. at like... James and nitpicky in the same sentence. <laughs> we've all got, um, we've all got those those sort of elements now that that we're able to just sort of turn to to the next best head to kind of go like, or oh, oh, is this good? Right, and I think that's that's what's kind of building the band up now.
2: Yeah, it's... jumping on
3: that last bit. Actually, Danny and yeah, I will off. be sending mixes and masters to each other for opinions and things because that's uh, di- uh, all the solo stuff that I've done. That's all been me just throwing, uh, just throwing stuff at a mix and going, "Does that work?" And Danny will then say, "No, it sounds like rubbish," or "Or yes, it sounds like sex," or whatever. Whatever.
2: Oh, no. no, no, you're sim- you're oversimplifying it. No, athletes, <laughs> but, you know, five hundred 500 thirty's uh, come down on the snare here. Yeah fantastic now chuck in the multi-band compressor right i'll stop because no one's gonna know what i'm talking about everyone's talking about <laughs> the inner workings of a band and ultimately uh part
0: and parcel of being in a modern uh underground band particularly in the uk and so on is that you have to wear many different hats uh not just within the band but also when it comes to self-promotion jumping on social media doing all of this stuff so all of you i want all of you to have a go at this one we're talking about the challenge here what's the most challenging thing for you to get the name of Perula and what you're doing right now out there? Uh, we start with you, Danny.
2: The, the biggest challenge? Um, I would say... Uh, I can't think now. Try under- I, can, I can jump in if you want something. Can yeah, yeah, you jump in first and I'll I'll, I'll take over after.
3: Yeah, yeah um just from my own experience I've always been good at the making the songs getting Mm. them onto the platforms getting them onto Facebook just getting all all the stuff out there but it's then the well how do I expand the audience how do I get people how do I go from two people knowing that I've got something out to 200 people knowing I've got something Mm. out that that for me is the challenge how do you spread it far and wide how do you how do you overcome it that I'm still figuring the answer out.
2: Mm, there it is. <laughs> um, I'd say for me, the biggest challenge has been really is not to put uh too much fa- too much stock into social media. I think uh-huh. I've definitely over obsessed over it a few times. Where I'm a very analytical person, so like if I've got something that gives me insights and data, I will I will ransack it like crazy, and there's something that someone said to me, no, it's something that someone said to someone else the other day. And it's kind of like, you know when something just clicks? Like, oh shit, you're right. It's, um, this person is a musician, they said that to someone who does, um, a lot of like tour bookings and, yeah, a professional tour book and so on. And this musician was saying like, oh, the annoying thing about being in a band is having to do playthroughs and all those things. And and what this person said, I never thought about it until they said it is if you look at the big bands, none of them do playthroughs, none of them do anything of, in that remote. If they do it, it's because they enjoy doing it. And you can mm-hmm. see that they enjoy doing it. And it's like, shit, you're right. <laughs> like, some. So if you're someone who likes seeing playthroughs, perfectly works fine. Great. If you enjoy it, great. But it's the same thing as when you're playing live. People can smell bullshit from miles away. you're not enjoying the music, if you don't enjoy being there, the audience knows. Oh, yeah. And that's whether in person, whether it's digital. So I think the most difficult thing, and I think this is generally for most bands, correct me if I'm wrong, is finding your place and how to find your your group's niche and i'm mm-hmm. not necessarily saying your the group as in the band but as in the collective as in the band the your audience and yeah so on
0: it's a starting point find that and then you then you can worry about growing it
2: yeah i think the only thing is create content and by content i mean music just, yeah. just make more music
0: you're not wrong uh james how about you
2: um
0: so i I kind of
1: think I'd have to um, side on Adam's point in a way. Um, For me, it's it's kind of the use of of social media. Um, I'm on Facebook. I tend to avoid a a, a lot of social media per se. Um, So, kind of knowing how to get the name out there, I just always think it's do more gigs. But uh, Mm. that's not necessarily the most intelligent uh you know it, it it feels it feels proactive to do that but to to choose for bright gigs is more important so um yeah finding because social media ends up important in terms of like analytics and, and and all that so so finding a way of connecting to an audience and getting them to on board so that they know when you're next in town and that kind of thing i think that's that's the egg that everyone needs to try and crack and it's the one that's um That will be different for each band. Like our live,
2: oh, Oh,
1: getting better every single time, but not going to help us get a high profile on social media. And then you know that's where the next level might be looking. So my my ignorance to all of that, I would say, was my biggest. uh, Disadvantage in the band, certainly. I just trust everyone else knows what they're doing.
0: <laughs> Nobody knows what they're doing when it comes to this. That's the problem. Mm. It's such hard work, and uh so the, the first person that comes up with a winning formula, it won't matter because it will all change again in six months' time when algorithms switch and so on. So we just do the best we can. Mm. Okay, we're not done. Although well, no, we we are past the halfway mark, we now have a separate section. It is hosted by Ozzy Osborne. And in here are a random selection of cards with either the most puerile and childish, stupid questions, or the most serious ones in the world. In person, you'd be selecting yourself. We're not in person, so I'm going to be pulling them out, and uh, we'll go around the room, and I'll individually be asking them, "Give me an answer." We'll start with uh, we'll start with you, Danny, with that one. So, Danny, number fifty, and it is, "What is the strangest thing you own?" The strangest thing I own. Hmm. Uh... That mask's got to be up there. How long have we got?
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm too much of a hoarder. That's my problem. I like collecting mm. stuff. Um, I'm going to be really boring. I know mm. I am. Um, probably Warhammer miniatures.
0: Oh, okay. Anything, any particular? Any particular?
2: Uh, well, as in like army or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, variations um, on them. Yeah, so I've got well i got into like warhammer 40k last mm-hmm. year um i got really into the lore at one point still get like a little snippets cuz if you know it at all there's <laughs> so much lore yeah yeah it's, it's insane steep yeah uh so eventually i caved and got a combat patrol of the battle sisters uh, yeah battle sisters of the sororitas i uh, got a few models here and there. Um, got Vanguard of Krieg, just because, you know, you need those heavy breathing boys. <laughs> and a bunch of Chaos Marines, which, in all fairness, having this band, a full-time job and everything, I'm like, I don't really get time. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, like, I get time to assemble them, and then it's like, oh, when do I get to paint them? Mm. Oh, right yeah I'm supposed to do that I'm, I still haven't finished the, the first set but but when when I'm when I'm actually on it I, I'll do like a but I'll do like a whole squad and it's fine but it just takes forever for me to do that because I don't have it, it's one of the few things that I don't feel competitive with okay that's so one of the few things that I was like yeah i just do it it's nice I enjoy yeah. it and so it's it so right, not it's not exactly and unfortunately, I don't look as good as Henry Cavill, but it's still a fun hobby. Uh,
0: well, the, the comparison for all of us. Come on, man, be fair. All right, Adam, uh, 68. Name one band or artist you personally would like to one day either tour with or play with.
3: Oh, that's too easy. Just yeah? the John Petrucci.
0: Oh, well, of course, as a guitarist, there you go. That, that's an easy question.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, if you, if you look at his guitars in the back, that that answer would be even easier,
0: <gasps> yeah. These are, oh, yeah, planned. Always again. Oh, my goodness, mate, this is absurd. And there are nine of them.
3: Oh, Three, that's incredible!
0: Eight, eight of them, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Very
3: well, easy answer, Mr. John <laughs> Done,
0: fantastic. All right, James. Uh, number eight. Who? Wow! Who would play you in a movie or show about your life?
2: Oh wow! Kurt Russell. What was that? Kurt Russell. You know what? That's exactly who I thought. But
1: <laughs> but that would assume that I'd get to that age.
0: Yeah, I'll go with that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, we'll come back to you, Danny. Uh, Sixty-one. What is an achievement you are
2: quite proud of? An achievement I'm quite proud of, mm. right? Um, God, I'm being really boring today. Uh, <laughs> mm. uh, starting this band, this is honestly, it's been one of the best things I've ever done. That's it. That's that's. that's I love it. I love story. it. Nice no, I simple. love
0: it. That's it. It's something you've achieved. It's something to be proud of. Absolutely. All right, Adam. What the twenty-one? Uh, what is the best piece of advice you have ever received? Oh, oh. You can do this from a personal or bound perspective, I guess. That's
3: a tricky one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it might be the the, the first the first one that comes to my head is when I was um, eleven. I was pushed to do the eleven plus, the grammar, so that school stuff, yeah. all that stuff, all that stuff. And right before the thing, about a week before the thing, it I had a bit of a oh, I can't do it, I can't do it, oh, I don't want to do it, I oh, do kind of just cracking under the pressure. Yeah. And uh, my dad's advice was essentially that it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, as is lots of things in life. It, making the choice to join Perilla making the choice to marry someone all those sorts of things Mm -hmm. they're all like those little you decide now and it's going to change where you go in the future and the advice was essentially this thing is not a test of your intelligence it's a test of how you cope under pressure Mm. and since that day I've passed it on to students I've used it just generally in life where if it's a one of those snapshot you got to decide here and now don't let the pressure crack you, do what's best for you in the future.
0: Incredible. I like how okay, you
2: picked Perilla before getting married. <laughs> <laughs> All right, them. James,
0: you're up. Uh, 99, have you ever had a nickname? If so, what is it?
1: Yeah. Um, I, annoyingly, at work, at a couple of places that I've worked, I've been called Jesus and oh well okay I get it yeah um and that's all I never had a never had a cool nickname as as a a kid or anything no everyone's oh I guess I got one friend who calls me uh Jim Bob um Mm -hmm. and they're the only one who gets away with that (laughs) being a James it's quite easy to shorten that but no that's the only I've only got one friend who's allowed to uh to to shorten it if uh if indeed Jim Bobby is a abbreviation of James, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. but yeah, that's it really. Jesus. Yeah.
2: So, so you completely forgotten that we called you Eddie Vida for the first few rehearsals? Yeah.
1: I assume that's because that's who you thought I was.
2: <laughs> I mean, that, that'd be great. You know, I'm sorry, Eddie. I'm a better vocalist. Get on drums now. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> All right, I could do one more round. Uh, back to you,
0: Danny. And you've got number 63. What is a topic that you were quite
2: argumentative about? Cigars. I'm
0: really? Cigars? Argument- I'm very
2: argumentative about cigars. Whenever I go into a kiosk and someone asks for like a cigarilla, you know those little, you know the ones that have like the little ball in the filter?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: So, so, oh, can I have one of those cigars? Like, fuck off. It is not a cigar. It's got a fucking filter. It is not a goddamn cigar. The cigar is made out of tobacco leaf, It's made out of tobacco, and even the glue that holds the leaf together is made out of tobacco. And it does not have a goddamn filter. And it's one of the very few things I get really upset about. because like, all I a cigarillo. But it has a leaf wrap, but it has a fucking filter. Fuck. <laughs> Anyway, I'll, I'll leave it at that because I don't think a lot of people can relate to this. <laughs> no, but poor
0: person just wants a goddamn cigar.
2: <laughs> it's not a so cigar. Uh, Alright,
0: Adam, you've got 72, and it's what is something that never fails to make you smile?
3: Ah, um, uh, can I can only pick one.
0: Mm, yeah, just one. Just it, it, I'm, I'm sure you've got loads, but uh, just something that always will put a smile on your face.
3: It's torn between my other half Emily and my cat probably my cat today after the uh fun we had when we got home today
0: they are they are both uh, equally as important in your life family yes. um you know I have two cats I know the importance of that I also have a wife so I've also get the, 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 hey. the, the thing you know so <laughs> <laughs> um and last but not least then James let's do Oh, my got reach in uh number 90 how do you like your steak done?
1: Uh, medium rare. I
0: think okay. is that boring? But medium rare. Oh. it's a controversial oh. subject for some reason. I think that's why it it's is. in here. People argue about
2: it. Danny, have you got a different, uh, a different taste? Rare. It's got a bleed. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. But then again, I'm European, so you know, we don't, we don't cook anything. Yeah, I'm making a face because I don't. Well, I don't really eat
0: steak. If I was forced to have one, I am one of those people it is well done to the point where you're chewing it for a half an hour, unfortunately, so. Who are that? Labina Isolation, July 1st, that is released on all streaming services All streaming services, as alongside a video, a music video too. Uh, do check that out, of course. We've talked about the start, the next six months, and what's going to happen as you move forward. It's very, very exciting. Watch this space. Stick to your socials and pay attention to what you're doing from there. Gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it.
3: Thanks for having us.
0: Thank you you very much for watching. If you liked what you saw, please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button. If you really liked what you saw, consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch from our big cartel store. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as via our social media, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter as well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL. Games, horror and heavy metal. What else is life for?